What's the deal? What's the deal, man? Politic in the podcast. We back again. Back in this bitch, man. First topic we got to get to is my Clippers, man. So they officially put Lou Will and Pat Beverly on the trading block, man. Do you think that uh, the Clippers are good enough as is to win it all? Because I do, and I feel like we need to keep Pat Beverly for sure. And Lou Will, man, is still a very solid player. I know he's disgruntled that his homeboy Montrez Harold is out of there. So he probably wants to go, but, man, I think we need to really stay in pack. So let me bring in my boy Yajiketit. We finna get it in, man. So, so what you feel? How you feel about uh, the Clippers putting Lou Will and Patrick Beverly on the trading block? Um, I can see Lou Will. Like I said, if he's if he's disgruntled and he's upset, um, I think y'all need to keep Pat Bev. I think he's a dog. Um, and you guys need a dog on there. No, he's not going to give you drop 20, 30 points for you, but he's going to lock somebody down and he's going to be a pest and you need somebody like that. I think what the Clippers need, I don't think they need to get rid of anybody. I think they just needed to add to their arsenal. Um, they needed to add somebody like, I mean, my boy just went to the, to the Knicks, so they should have added somebody like Derrick Rose. I mean, they got rid of the Knicks. Got rid of freaking Dennis Smith or whatever his name was. They got rid of pretty much for a player that averages eighteen points a game. You just need somebody else to go in there and help them out because Pat Bev is not a scorer. Lou Will is, but Lou Will isn't a playmaker. So all you need is somebody to come in and be a playmaker for the team, and then you guys are good. Somebody that can give you about 15 points because everybody knows about playoff P, you know, PG, you know, whatever he want to call it. Like, if he don't show up, you need somebody else to come in and facilitate. Uh, facilitate. So other than that, I think you guys are good. I think you guys are good where you guys at. You just need, just need a bench. I think that this this need of a facilitator is overhyped, man. With point with with a moving offense and a scheme that isolates your star players, puts Kawhi down on the block, put PG, you know, high post where they operate. Then we don't need a a, a technical facilitator. The Milwaukee mm-hmm. Bucks facilitate with their center, basically. You know what I'm saying? The Denver Nuggets. Jokic is dropping 15 assists a game over there. The, the mm-hmm. game has changed. We don't need a traditional point guard. And for us yeah. to, to screw up the chemistry right now, I think we'll be dumb. We're right now tied for first in the West, you know, with the Lakers. You know, I don't think that coming in and, and putting them up and, and shaking up the team for maybe a, a, a if you ain't going to get a Bradley Bill, or, or somebody like a third superstar, then I don't mm-hmm. see why they would break this team up, man. Everybody need to settle into their roles. Everybody need to dig deep and figure this shit out. And when they get the playoffs, niggas going to have to really play. Like, you know, all this Paul George shit, man, is, is cool. We didn't see you damn near third in the MVP race in Oklahoma. So we seen yeah. this already. So you're not doing nothing that we didn't know you could do. Mm-hmm. Let's get to the playoffs and let's see you make a difference. Cause you, ever since you, I don't know how he got the playoff P name, but you know what I'm saying. Just the, the way that we went down in the bubble, I think that Kawhi and PG got a whole new like fire lit under him. Mm-hmm. You know, what I'm saying? and that, it's like laser like focus, like yeah. Especially no, with I think the Clippers are good how they are. I think they don't nece- like how you said they don't necessarily need another facilitator. Like I like you don't need a like you you don't need a Rondo. Rondo won't do anything for you guys' team. You guys need somebody that can come in and give you guys some more points. I'm talking about that can give Kawhi and PG let's say two extra minutes on the bench 
because you got somebody else coming in, dropping 15, 18 points off the bench, you know, so they can rest a little longer. So then when they come back in, they can close the game. Other than that, if y'all ain't getting something like that, then just leave it as it is. You know, let people be disgruntled. Like, you mad because you're at the end of the day, Lou Williams' boy, he let, like, your boy left you. He decided to leave. And he went to your competition. So, I don't know how, how he, your boy, like that. If, if he left you for the team that is going, it's not like he went to the East, he went to the West. And he went to your big brother. So that's 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 disrespect right there. I'll be trying to like so do you Lakers think have that, a target on their back because of that? So do you think that the Clippers are are good enough to beat the Lakers this year? Currently mm. constructed, or do we need to do something to, to be able to beat the Lakers? I thought I thought my my opinion, I thought that you guys needed a player like Derrick Rose. I I thought Derrick Rose was gonna go to the Clippers. I was hoping that he went to the Clippers. Uh, I just think that you guys need a a third option. I don't think you guys really have a third option. Lou Will is cool, but I don't consider him you guys' third option. I just think you guys need a third option where somebody, I don't care who it is, that can drop give you like 15 points. If you get somebody that can drop, because I think you guys, mm, I mean, you guys got to go against Anthony Davis, but I think if Paul George shows up, like, I'm not talking Oklahoma Paul George. I'm talking about if Paul George shows up like Pacers Paul George and Kawhi just continue to be Kawhi, I think y'all can beat the Lakers. But I think Paul George Pacer got to show up not no Oklahoma City Paul George he got to be that pacer that 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 killer like where everybody's like oh shoot who the heck is Paul George I don't know I think that, uh, I think that Nicholas Batum in the Serge Ibaka give us a, a, a five out you know with some valuable big man that's gonna give us mm-hmm. some solid minutes you know what I'm saying yeah and having that that three-point stretch at the three and the five uh, you know at mm-hmm. the four and the five Gives us a different dynamic that we didn't have last year, you know. What I'm saying? And I think and, that and if with, if with the Lakers getting smaller by getting rid of Dwight Howard by getting rid of McGee, and they get old ass Mark Gasol, you know what I'm saying? Which is more like a facilitating jump shot big man. He's not a defense threat mm-hmm. or presence, and he's really not at this point age in his career. So. I don't feel like we need to be that big. Anthony Davis in the playoffs, he's gonna play the five. When he mm-hmm. played, he want to play like a point guard, like Giannis does. He doesn't want to. He want to be down there on the block. So mm-hmm. I think that by getting rid of a big man, the Lakers play it right into our hand. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And it's ours for the taking. I think I think you guys a sleeper that people don't know about. That I was like, whoa, you guys got him. Is because I was looking at him last year when uh, he was on Detroit. Is the uh, that Luke um, that Luke Kennard? Oh, Luke Kennard. Yeah, he got the wet ball. Yeah, if 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 he shows up in the playoffs, then then there goes that that fifteen piece nugget that I'm talking about, where mm-hmm. they pass in the ball. If he can hit those threes like he, what I was seeing when he was with Detroit. You got a different ball game. Mm-hmm. So let's get to the NFL, man. We all knew this day was coming, man, but Carson Wentz, he is officially on the trading block. Where do you think is the best landing spot for Carson Wentz right now? It's a lot of teams that need a, a, a quarterback. It's a lot of shuffling that's going to go around in this offseason. Where do you think that the best landing spot for Carson Wentz is? I would go out on I, – I don't really – I haven't really watched him or anything. I would go out on the limb and say that, first and foremost, he should have been gone. <laughs> I, that's what I think. I think – I think because he was – if I'm 
wrong. I could be wrong. I get him confused. But he was injured when the um, backup quarterback led him to a championship, right? Yeah. All right. Okay. After that, I would have been got rid of the dude. The backup quarterback that they had, I think Philly was stupid for getting rid of him and keeping Wentz. Because I think the next year after that, he got injured again. You know, he hasn't, he hasn't, the backup quarterback was better in their system than what Wentz was. So that's their fault for uh, doing that. If anything, I mean, I would say once, once you try to trade him for um, Prescott, you know what I'm saying? It doesn't, I've been hearing reports and stuff that, you know, Dallas, you know, him and Dallas ain't, ain't seeing eye to eye or whatever the case may be. Once you trade them for do something like that, you know, it will make Philly better. You know, I don't know about the, I don't know about the Cowboys, but I the Cowboys my whole thing is he should have been gone. It don't matter where he goes, get him out. I think that he will, his, his perfect fit will be with Bill Belichick and mm-hmm. New England Patriots. Mm-hmm. I think over there with Josh McDaniels, he will he will be able to fall in and just be a, a instead of being the guy somewhere, he would just be a cog. You know what I'm saying? In, in the Bill Belichick system, that was the problem with Cam Newton. He's he's a too big of an entity to fit into your system. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like Tom Brady, he grew up in your system. He blew up in your system, mm-hmm. and he outgrew you know the limelight. Of just being another guy in the locker room. So mm-hmm. I don't think that any other team would make sense. They're talking about the Bears, maybe the Washington football team. Um, they even threw out the 49ers, talking about getting rid of Jimmy Garoppolo because he lost us that Super Bowl and then he'd been injured and he just be keep chopping all the porn stars, porn star mm-hmm. Jimmy. You know what I'm saying? So he got that big contract, man, to start – Going crazy, man, but he didn't even earn it. He he backed oh, up Tom Brady. Tom Brady got injured, what? He played six games and got this big ass contract. You know, he lost us that Super Bowl. Like we we was up against the Chiefs, man, and we put it in Guapolo hands and he sucked, man. So I wouldn't want Wentz. That's that guap. Going, going from Garoppolo to Wentz wouldn't make no sense for the 49ers. No. Nah. So I think that New England would be the only destination that makes sense. That's but are, is New England going to give up a King's ransom that they're asking for, for Carson Wentz? Probably not. I don't even think they got the assets or the, to even get in the hunt. But that's where I would like him to be because they need a quarterback and Wentz need to go somewhere where he could resurrect himself. So I, yeah, I wonder what's going to happen with that. So, so speaking of that, that that Super Bowl, man. So, how you feel about the Super Bowl? Tom Brady winning it all, man. I'll be honest. I'll be honest. I didn't even watch it. You didn't? I didn't, I didn't. I did not watch the Super Bowl at all. I didn't. Why was that? Um, I decided to work on my edits. I went in. I was like, man, let me, let me. The Super Bowl ain't putting no money in my pocket, so I I didn't even watch it. Now I looked at I I googled it a little bit to see the score and everything like that, and kind of sort of once I seen it was like what seven three or something like that. I was like, uh, Brady's about to win this, you know. And I seen the highlights and stuff. Brady did his thing for. You know, being 42 something years old or whatever, um, what I was hearing of the Super Bowl, uh, I heard there was some questionable calls in the beginning. Um, And then the Chiefs, the Chiefs receivers, they just had they didn't have no hands. So they was running some bullshit, honestly, like. Andy Reid is a trick play trickster. And then, mm-hmm. you know, Pat Mahomes just makes magic out of shit. They took Tyreek Hill out of the game, you know, play him with two high safeties, 
the whole time. And they, they, you know what I'm saying, made you run the ball. And that's exactly what the Kansas City Chiefs didn't do. And then after they got in a deficit, they never put the ball back on the ground. And it was a pretty boring game from there. Namna Kinsu was in there just looking like the old Detroit Lions, Sue. He was in there thrashing, man. It was like in the, in the middle of the third quarter, you knew the game was over. Yeah. You know I seen the halftime. Like, my phone went off, and I seen the halftime. I was like, oh, this is this is over. Because you ain't – if I think it would have been a different ball game if the Chiefs would have scored, then mm-hmm. it would have had a little more momentum. But you weren't – you weren't – I think it was kind of destined. You know, it's mm-hmm. in Tampa – you know what I'm saying? It's Brady, and I think it was just kind of destined to be how it how it was. Plus, the Chiefs' um, offensive line, everybody was banged up. And for me, I think, too, that even though he played, you know, Mahomes did, wasn't like the game before he was on – like concussion protocol, mm-hmm. something like that. So I think that could have had a factor or whatever. But at the end of the day, at the end of the day, you 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 showed up to the Super Bowl and y'all got smacked. For real. So did you did you hear about the little confrontation that Brady had with uh, Tyron Matthew? Yeah, so- I heard he was. I heard Brady was barking in his ear or something like that. And he was barking something, and I guess he he was saying like, "Hey, it's something I can't repeat out loud." Yeah, man, I don't know what he's like. I'm I'm wondering like, what the hell did Brady say? Because he chasing down. Brady was all in that nigga ear. Like, what could possibly Tom Brady have said to the honey badger to to cause that whole little thing? And then they they threw the penalty on Tyron Matthew. And then Tom Brady's the one that's apologizing after this whole thing. Like, you know, I was out of line for that. My bad. You know, Tyron Matthew just replied to him, like, don't disrespect me like that. And she ran away from him. And Tom Brady chased him down, kept talking shit. And then Tyron, no, Matthew, gotta, he, Tyron Matthew got the penalty. You had, you to, you had to say something. I think that that's just how society looks at stuff. Oh, if it's a white guy and a black guy arguing, the black guy automatically got to be wrong. It's like what I heard about uh, Tom Brady of now since he won seven, and technically he has one more than Jordan. uh, Tom Brady is considered the greatest athlete of all times. And for me, I always went and thought, like, of course you would give Tom Brady the greatest athlete of all times because you want to be on the top of the pinnacle. You want a white person to be the greatest of everything. Okay, so, now, now, now that you say that, when, when Barry Bonds and them was beating all the uh, all the records, that's when they want to go catch the whole baseball on on uh, on the GHC or GHG, whatever it was, man. Mm-hmm. But before that, when Babe Ruth, you know, Babe Ruth was probably on the damn steroids. But when Babe Ruth record stood. You know, you had no problem with it. But then as soon as niggas start to be the home run hitter and the great white hope isn't there no more, all of a sudden you want to go test everybody and try to do everything to be like, okay, well, he got the record, but he was caught on the stuff. But nobody will ever say, nobody will ever say, you want to put um, Brady as the greatest of all times, of all sports, you want to put him as the greatest of all times, but he deflated balls. You nobody ever mentions that. Then then destroyed his phone and fired the guy that that did it, and then uh, ignored a subpoena and took a six game suspension, and he came and won the Super Bowl. But he's the greatest of uh, greatest of all time. I think it was um, uh, what's his name, Max Kellerman. He broke it down. And he said that because uh, they were trying to even put this was the greatest Super Bowl performance of all times. Stop like they're him. trying to put Brady in that like greatest athlete, greatest Super Bowl of all times. It's Brady. 
And and like I said, I was like, you're just doing that because you have a like, let's make him the chosen child because he's white, because you ain't doing that with. I mean, Michael Jordan went six for six. He never lost. a. If he went to the championship, Michael Jordan ain't hasn't lost. Brady went to championships and he lost. Brady even got smacked by the by the Giants that comeback by Eli. You got smacked by him, but they're trying to say he's the greatest of all time in all sports. So I'm like, you only giving it to him because his skin is is white. And so now that he has seven, you can just go, oh, he got more and more than Jordan. Two different sports, two different athletes, but Jordan stands as the greatest because he went six for six. Out of, out of those seven championships, I remember at least three of them were Adam Vinatieri kicked seven field goals for them niggas to win. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, plus you lost two to um, to Eli Manning, and you lost one to Philadelphia with a backup quarterback. Yeah, and you lost one to my Seahawks. And then you um and, know, well man. the thing the thing is when he lost then what was it with the um with the Eli one the one that he lost he had Randy Moss he had he had a team on him and they went what 16 16 and 0 or something like that they almost went undefeated the whole season until he got to the um Super Bowl and he lost. That's crazy. So so the halftime show, man, they had the weekend. Mm-hmm. Um the the pre-show, the pre-game show. They had um the pre-game show. Oh, we got we got Mayor Alvin in here, man, tapping in. What's the deal, brother? What's going on, man? Chilling, chilling. We just, we're just talking about the Super Bowl, uh Super Bowl theatrics, man. So one thing I wanted to touch on was all the black artists that was involved in this Super Bowl, man. We had her and Jasmine Sullivan on the national anthem. Then we had um we had the weekend. Then they had all type of like concerts out there, you know, involving all type of hip hop acts. So it's bringing a lot of revenue into the black community through these venues, but how do you feel about Jay-Z heading this? And is this a positive thing or is he just cooning right now? Um, it seems a little bit more consistent than anything else because, you know, he joked about how, you know, people wouldn't, he would never need anybody. They would need him, right? And then he, you know, put in multiple raps about how he's turned down the Super Bowl years ago. And then Beyonce killed it a couple years back, if I'm not mistaken. And... um I don't know. I'm I'm the hugest Jay Z fan. I mean, I got a Rockefeller tattoo on my left leg because that was the thing when we were growing up. Towards me and my boys, and um, I'm just happy that he's doing something positive. That um, is still having him behind the scenes, but it was entertaining. I can't lie. Like the national anthem was different. The uh, American or I don't know what what was the two songs. Uh, it was a national anthem, and then it was. Um, I don't know what I, I don't know. I, I don't was, know them songs. I yeah, don't know. I don't, I don't really remember the national anthem. I I haven't yeah. pledged allegiance in years. Same here. So it was just it was cool. You know what I mean? It was cool. Uh, uh, Jasmine Sullivan was rocking with the guitar. Um, the weekend he killed, even though everybody was making fun of him for being like a knockoff prince and dressed like Eddie Murphy. I'm like he he gave us like the first performance <laughs> we've seen in over a year. And I think he did a good job. And then, you know, it just, it, it led up to the outcome of the Super Bowl, which, you know, we kind of talked about last week, which um, we all kind of know the, the out, you know, how that turned out. But um, I don't <laughs> see none of that money going back into the black communities, no disrespect. I don't, I really don't know where, I don't see where any of that money really goes back into the community. I mean, Jay-Z is ahead of Puma and all that good stuff, or not ahead, but you know, he's with Puma. Puma's doing a lot of giving back. But, you know, there's always 
ways to make money make more money. So until I see them publicizing what they're doing for the inner city youth with the money or with that exposure, you know, I'll just say it's a better Super Bowl than we've had for the last couple of years. Now, I I mean, like I said, I didn't watch I didn't watch nothing of the Super Bowl, but I would I would say. I mean, you you had black acts. OK, cool. I think, too, it kind of reminds me of kind of reminds me of the commercials that we see now because of the um, black, black Lives Matter um, movement and the social injustice and everything like that. You have now companies, I would say, try to show face as in, hey, let's put out. Let's finally put black people in these commercials. Let's finally do X, Y, and Z and show that we we are for the color people. But two, three years ago, you weren't. You know. Now with the Super Bowl, they have had uh, you know Beyonce, Missy. They have had uh, um, our people out there and everything like that. But it doesn't. It didn't do anything. It's still not going to do anything because. It wants, I think the NFL kinds of, kind of sort of wants us to think, wow, you see all these black people come together, but you still haven't put Kaepernick back in the NFL. You haven't even apologized for the damage you've done to that man's career. But they want to take it off of that and put it on, look how many black people we let in on the Super Bowl. We care about you, black people. We care about you. But we don't really care about you because we won't publicly come out and tell you, hey, you know what? Hey, we freaked up with Kaepernick. We, 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 all he did was kneel. Okay, cool. Like, yeah, we messed up. So I think it's their kind of sort of way of trying to make up for it or make face that they're with the black community, but they're really not. And how, what was it? Um, Simeon Rice, I think it was. And all these other dudes that got in trouble for domestic violence and everything, and they got kicked out of the NFL and haven't played a lick in the NFL. But you ain't hearing nothing about that white dude that beat down on that uh, on that on that black girl. You ain't hearing nothing about that. That's not as publicized as as the whole thing that happened in the elevator. You know, so I don't know. I feel it. I feel it. I just think that, just like you said, the NFL has definitely been trying to show face, man. And bringing Jay-Z was a whole PR stunt. And and PR is just PR, man. It's like it's like an image. Jay-Z is in here to control the image that the people see so that they can change the, the way that people see the NFL. But does that change their belief system? Does that change them? Does that change the structure of the league? Does that change the operation of the league? It does none of that. It's just oh, entertainment. It reminds me of the, the Coliseum. You know what I'm saying? When people used to get, you know what I'm saying, unruly, the Kings used to, you know, open up the Coliseum and show them some gladiators, show them a dude fighting a lion, and the people would forget that they mad at the at the King. And that's that's just modern the modern-day version of it. You know, that's the way I'm seeing it. Look, I'll tell you how they they spun it to just on not not necessarily um they couldn't have pre they couldn't have premeditated this this exit or not this exit but the Super Bowl but okay Tampa Bay being the location of the Super Bowl from what I was told wasn't just because of the pandemic but it was actually their their team's turn right to host the Super Bowl so for them to make it to the Super Bowl and be the home team was the first time in NFL history that home team was the actual host of the Super Bowl, right? You look mm-hmm. at the whole break doing the, you know, going through two of the other um, three, I guess, goats in the game or best quarterbacks currently in the NFL were Patrick Mahomes, the LeBron James currently moving forward. Like everything was set up for them to win. But what I didn't know until after they won was that there was five black, coaches on this coaches staff as far as you know offensive coordinator special team defense whatever right 
five males, including one, Brian Leftwich, which was one of, you know, like a solid black quarterback back in the day, used to play for Jacksonville Jaguars. Um, and they also have two female assistant head coaches on staff as well. So some strange reason, none of this stuff was even talked about going into the Super Bowl, right? I mean, if that was talked about, say, going into the playoffs, right, we would have had a different look at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. We would have had a different look at what Tom Brady brought to the organization and how the entire organization changed his culture to be more of a winning uh, type of team because of what he brought and then how everybody worked together. But, like, that's some bullshit. You know what I mean? Like, that was a huge step for us in the NFL that we had a, you know, we had a team that basically let the coach know, like, look, we know what we're doing. Just be the white face that everybody needs to see so that our plans can work. We know this Mm -hmm. old man's washed up. He's good at doing what we know he can do. Let us make this work for us to win. And if we win, just give us our shine. And you know what? The coach gave them their shine, right? But the coach gave it. Not not uh, not John Madden or not John Madden, but not any of the uh, Terry Bradshaws or, you know what I'm saying? Nobody spoke of it. If the coach didn't say what he said, I wouldn't be telling you guys that I heard about it. And to exactly. me, that's one of the biggest, the biggest crocs of bullshit outside of Colin Kaepernick not getting an opportunity other than that set up, what was it, a year or two years ago or whatever. They hold back the information that would make us want to support the NFL because they don't want us to support the NFL. The more of us buying jerseys, the more of us protesting, the more of us helping people stand and protest against police brutality and social injustice, the more they can't just get their quick dollar and move on. You know what I mean? Like, that's... It got to be America football. It is. I mean... You see, and the NBA got more more voice behind the, their players than the NFL will ever allow. I agree with everything you said, man. That's a that's a crazy take. Like I didn't, I just seen the meme floating around, but I didn't pay it no mind. It was just like, like whatever. Here's the NFL doing the same thing over again. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Same bullshit. So it's all propaganda. It's just, you know. We just got to accept it, man. But I think the mindset of something is better than nothing is the reason why we always never get what we want. Fuck that. Give us what we want or nothing. You know what I'm saying? We got to set some type of standard. You know what I'm saying? Stand for anything or or fall for everything. So so fuck that, man. Like, we keep taking, oh, well, it's better than what we had. Like, nah, that mentality got to die, man. Like, that shit got to be over with, man, for real. So, how y'all heard about your president, uh, Joe Biden? So, he said that he's planning to open up majority of schools by his 100th day in offices, which will be April 30th. So, they're saying over 60, over around 60% of schools should be open around the 100th day of his office, which is April 30th. Are you guys sending your children back to school? Do you think that it's safe? They're talking about one, one, possibly one day a week in person, but they're talking about still having the teacher remote. So they're going to go to the classroom for one day, but then the teacher's still not going to be in the classroom. The teacher's still just going to be on the screen. Like, this is making no sense. Like, Biden did all these promises, but... Now he's getting in here and he's got to live up to what he said. And he said he was going to open the schools back up. So this is just all face once again to try to say, hey, look, I told you I was going to do it and I did it. Are you guys going to send your children back to school? No. If Biden says once a week, is that an no. option? What's your thoughts on this? No. Okay. So, I mean, my, what, my oldest is in seventh grade. My middle's in third grade. There's no way I'm sending them back to school. Um, first and foremost, I get the concept of allowing them to get their uh, social interaction. That's why they want the kids in the classroom and not the teachers. 
And I guess because for whatever reason, they assume that kids really can't contract COVID or if they do contract it, they don't get hit with the symptoms as hard. They just carry it. But there's no real reason to put myself or my family back in that crazy, hectic day-to-day. We're not even day-to-day, just one day. That's that one day week to have to wait in line to drop them off, to have, I don't know. I just, I just don't think it's, it's the right time, but I will be honest though. Out here in my community, we've already opened a lot of schools, but it's not all grade levels. It's like transitional kindergarten, kindergarten, first grade, and second grade. And then the special day kids, uh, special day class for, for special day kids. And they put like, say, two, three, four of those uh, classes together on one campus. And then all the other ones will get like maybe two teachers for all the kids who elect to come on campus. Even some of the high schools are open where kids are playing basketball in the gym for practice, but they're not talking about it because as soon as they start publicizing it, then they're going to get some type of audit and get shut down. But it's, it's going to happen. I'm not sending mine back. I'm not forcing them to get vaccinated. They already believe that it's a waste of time themselves. And no, like Joe Biden, I appreciate the fact that he wants to speak up like every president has ever spoken up the first hundred days or four months of their presidency, but he can miss me with all that extra stuff. None of the sports are going to be available. So all the high school kids who want to go back are going to go back to do what? Try to hit on each other just so they can try to get some trim in between class. Like it's not working. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, was like, yeah, right no. Go ahead. Yeah. My bad. Oh, I mean, right now my, I mean, my kids can't even uh, go to school, but I'm just with with President Joe. I'm just kind of confused on what is the difference between January and February. Matter of fact, what is the difference between (laughs) when you got into office and when the other guy was in office, when Trump was in office? Because when Trump was in office, all Joe Biden was telling us was everything need to be closed. Everything need to be closed. Everybody need to wear a mask. Everything need to be closed. Then you get into office and now you want everything open. You opened up California. You want to send everybody back to school now. But when the other guy was saying, hey, we need to open everything back up, open everything back up. Your political stance was, oh, look, he's trying to open everything back. We ain't ready to open up. So what is the difference now? And then I go when it comes to school. I mean, of course you want to open it back up, kind of sort of piggybacking what uh, Mayor Armstrong was saying is, of course you want to open everything back up because what do you have to do when you go back to school? You have to get certain shots. So how do you get more people to get the shot? Hey, you want your kid to go back to school? They got to get vaccinated. So it's an easy way to get people vaccinated. I heard, I don't know if it's true or not. I heard California alone to get everybody vaccinated. If everybody wanted to get vaccinated, it would take us to 2030 to get everybody vaccinated just in California. Don't know if that number is true or not, but that's what they're saying. So what's an easy way to get your kids to get vaccinated? Oh, send them back to school. Hey, mommy and daddy, you sending your kid back to school? You got to get vaccinated too. So, you know, that's how you pump out, get everybody vaccinated. I don't, I don't see how going to school for one day, like if you, if It'd be a little different if you're going back to school regularly, but just for one day, if you're going to let them go back for one day for social, um, socially and everything, well, just open everything back up and let the kids play at a park. (laughs) For real. But no, you don't want them to play at a park. That's social. You know, let me go to Mayor Armstrong's house and play basketball in front of his house. Without you harassing me with no mask. No, you don't want to do that. Okay, cool. You want to control it in one day, one day in school. 
with a big old glass in front. I seen what some of these schools have. They got big old plexiglass in front of them with a mask. Like, man, so, my kids feel like they in jail. So, so the whole thing Biden is doing is saying, I'm not Trump. All the executive orders that he's passed are just to undo what Trump did. So basically, we're we're so mad at Trump that we don't realize that the Democrats are basically just undoing everything he did so that they can to can re take control of the way things used to be. And if black people don't remember before COVID, whether we like Donald Trump or not, it was the best that we've ever had as far as economically for black people in America. So, you know what I'm saying? So all that shit, all those tax breaks, all those programs, they're all being undid. And those are positive things for the black people, for the black community, whether we've seen it or not. So, you know, you traded one evil for the next evil. And I don't know how long, but I think that he's going to go eight years. So the Democrats have seized the government and this is the foreseeable future. This is who well, we rocking with right now. Well, Caleb, you you heard about that whole uh that clause within President Trump's uh impeachment um hearing or whatever, how he was talking about he wants NASA to release all the UFO information to Congress so that way they're aware of what is going on up in you know what's going on in in space or whatnot they say they won't allow us to know this for the general public but by allowing congress to know that's going to force them to make better decisions on what's to come next and i only thought it was ironic because you know my community like yajika and i you know being from the av we were the first the first ones to you know to put in the res- uh, the reservation or whatever to be the home for the united states space command and when I heard about it, I was talking big shit to a lot of people. Like, it's not just about us, you know, putting in that nom- or putting in that reservation. Are you aware that this is putting what Trump said when he first got into office into play? Like, he sarcastically said he's not worried about what's going on here. He's worried about space and the space command and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, we laughed it off because it was like, man, he is really on one. But now, four years later... It's not being talked about, but he's forcing it to be talked about on his exit. You know what I mean? And then, like y'all said, if even if it's not even 20, 30 that it takes for all of us to get vaccinated, how much of this is going to take up our time of progressing as a as a nation? You know what I mean? But it's mm-hmm. a lot of it's a lot of money getting spent on all these vaccinations that all the people that's providing it is getting bread, but nobody that that's losing their jobs and losing their opportunity to go to work, none of us are able to get back any of that money. So it's real life turning into the Hunger Games because, like, the parents who were on, and I'm just asking y'all, like, parents who were on EBT, right, and they're mm-hmm. telling their kids, oh, you know, you're going to have to do something different because you're not going to have that forever. What happens when their kid hits 18, 19, and they get pregnant? So they just telling their kid to go and turn around and apply for the same thing that's going to eventually dry out? You know what I mean? Like, there's no, no substantial foundation for none of these kids or none of these families where all this shit is about to have us really fighting over toilet paper for real for real not even just you know oh because of covid it's like you know oh you got a working bathroom and you don't have a porter potty in your house or outside your house or you don't dig a hole and shit in a bucket and pour it in a hole because i mean it feels that way like people aren't even worried about buying houses anymore you know what i'm saying like if you can find us a, a, a good house that you can rent in the Landlord isn't tripping like you feel more secure there than you would trying to keep a mortgage when the interest rates could inf- uh, inflate. But I'm just saying, I, I feel like this is something bigger. Do, what do you feel, Caleb? Because you know you're big on all this stuff, man. Um, I think that Joe Biden, he was just talking about the, the Space Force, calling it a joke. So, that mm. you know, the Democrats are already in there trying to just throw dirt all over that. That was the first thing they was going to do, as we thought. You know, so he was over there talking about the FBI, but the FBI was the same ones that was allowing the Russians to hack 
uh, Hillary Clinton server over 70 plus times. But then the, the FBI directors who didn't catch that somehow, you know, they let all those breaches happen. But then you get in there and now, you know, Trump fired all those FBI. He fired the director, FBI Comey, and, and he fired all those people. And now Biden's over there talking shit about the FBI, talking about, yeah, there's there's a few good people in the FBI. Yeah, because all your boys, you know what I'm saying, from the Hillary Clinton scandal then got fired up. You know, so now you work, you're working with Trump people in the FBI and you don't like that. So, you know, they already in there just trying to cover up whatever they could cover up, just like the pedophilia, just like they they, they making uh, uh, like people don't know about Pizzagate. And I ain't going to go into all these conspiracy theories. Just look up Pizzagate, man, and figure and look at what the Democrats are like the GOP, man. It's like they're the same thing, man. They're the same thing, man. It's just like wool over our eyes. Man, my I reference the Hunger Games because mm-hmm. because everybody it wasn't like President Snow was a good guy, but the other motherfuckers wasn't good neither. You know what I'm saying? And that's just what, what we they wanted the same thing. They wanted to control the masses, and they wanted to control the masses through control of the livestock. They control the food. They control the people. And that's where we at. So when you talk about that whole EBT thing, man, it's like right up the alley, man. So if y'all seen, man, so the other day they voted that even though all the, the GOP was against it, which is the Republican Party, they were all saying that, hey, impeachment is to remove a, 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 a president from office. And the president has already been removed by the people. So what is what is going forward with this trial like, it doesn't mean anything. And, you know, of course, the Democrats are gung-ho about, you know, especially Nancy Pelosi. She's, she's really trying to get back at Trump. So they then pushed it through and made it uh, constitutional. So now it's a second trial for a second impeachment of Trump. But when it comes down to uh, votes, if they don't get, like, three Republicans to vote yes, and then it's going to get thrown out and he's going to get um, acquitted again for the second time. So and he'll run in twenty twenty four. The likeliness is that Trump's going to get acquitted for a second impeachment, and he's probably still going to run again four years from now. So why are you doing this? Like it's it's retarded. Like I don't know, man. What do, what do y'all think about this whole thing? I don't think it's I don't think it's retarded. I I think it's it goes back to what you said uh, a little while ago that Joe Biden is looking to run for the next eight years. He's trying to he's trying to get the Obama right uh, and run for the eight years. Who's your biggest Who's your biggest opponent? Trump. So I thought, like I said, I've always stated on this um, podcast that. Your boy, me and history never really got along. But what I do know of history, I have heard of impeachment and impeachment is for a current president. And they were trying to impeach a dude that was on his way out. And now he ain't even there. And you still trying to um, get him out of there because you don't want him to run again in 2024. Because you know he's the biggest threat to you guys doing whatever you want to do for the next eight years. So I, I I just think that it's a waste of money, first and foremost, because it's coming out of our pockets for you to, to keep trying to impeach the dude. Then my thing will go, how many times could you try to impeach one person? If he gets if he gets acquitted again, right? If it, if it doesn't go through again. And he he it goes through where he's cool. Are you able to try to impeach him for a third time and a fourth time? Like when is it going? Okay, cool, leave the dude alone. Hey, we just gotta make a game plan for 2024 
and make sure that he don't win. Most likely, like, likely he will probably win again because my thinking is Joe is going, going to mess up and it's going to be a crap show. And then everybody that um, voted for Joe, you know, because your boy, did, I didn't I didn't vote for Joe. No, no Joe here. No Joe here. Right. So I'm first I'm going to wait when Joe mess up. Hope Joe don't mess up because, you know, I want him to win because it affects my family. But if Joe messes up, first thing I want to see is I want everybody that voted for Joe. I want y'all. I want at least one person to come out and be like. Damn, man, I'm, I voted for the wrong person. Right? That's the first thing. Well, I voted That's for Joe. Is, hold me to that. If, if Joe messes this up, I'll come out and say, hey, man, we fucked that one up, man. You know, straight up. But <laughs> but, I'm, you know, but I want, I'm, I'm, I'm pulling for Joe to win. To the first thing Joe need to win is bring back my, bring back my uh, unemployment. I mean, I was supposed to get it for a year. only got it for six months. Joe come up in there, and I don't got my unemployment no more. So bring that back, Joe. Stop trying to bring back the kids for one day. Bring back my unemployment for my weeks. That's what I need, Joe. That's what I need. But I, I just think that I, I just think that it's a it's smokescreen. Why we why we care about a president that ain't even a president no more? Because you don't want him to run, and you don't want no competition going forward. But if you do your job. And you do your job correctly, ain't nobody gonna vote for Trump then. The people gonna vote for Trump, they're gonna vote for him, but then everybody else is gonna be like, nah, Joe did his thing. Joe brought back the economy. We ain't wearing the mask no more. We ain't worrying about no COVID. Hey, Joe and them, they did their thing. Cool. Everybody gonna vote for you, Joe. But if you don't do your job, are you afraid that you ain't doing your job right? Look, I'll tell you what it really is. The reason why they're still pushing this whole second impeachment is because the things that Joe Biden is supposed to do, he's not going to be able to do just yet. And it's obvious that their backs are against the wall. They're scared and they're about to use this negativity of attempting to impeach Trump, who's already not our president anymore or living in the White House. They're going to use that to stream another good, let's see, we're in February, probably at least another four to five months of just complete chaos because you're going to have your Trump supporters who are now going to get upset that Trump is continuing to be attacked. Like we're talking logically about it because, you know, we're three men, black men at that, knowing how it affects us. Well, Mm -hmm. we're not white men who have white privilege who feel entitled and who feel enraged that this is happening to their favorite president of their current time. So they're mm-hmm. going to be a lot more on an aggressive back against the wall. You done fucked up now. We know we were being cool for a minute, trying to let you see what you're going to do. It's only been like a month, but now it actually hasn't even been a month, right? He got sworn in on the 20th. It's only the 10th. You know what I'm saying? Now they're going to be like, oh, so you want to talk that shit? You want to play that shit? And they're going to show up just like they did the Capitol building, and they're going <laughs> to act an ass. They're going to act mm-hmm. an ass. And what's sad is, what's sad is, because no black people are going to support this crazy action, you're going to have more chaos that none of us would ever be able to get away with happen on national television, where we're going to go, ain't that a bitch? Oh, my God, do you see what they're doing now? So so we're we not even going to put them on timeout. We're not going to punish them. We're not going to slap them on the back of the wrist. We're just going to let this type of shit happen a second time. So the Capitol building, now where are we going? You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. that's, that's, that's the dialogue we're going to have way before the 100th day of his, uh, of his presidency where he's going to try to throw these kids back. We're going to see this as soon, as soon as they start publicizing and like, you know, getting the footage of this whole uh, impeachment when Trump starts having to not tweet, but physically speak on camera. Because remember, he's not able to tweet anymore because Twitter kicked him off. He's not on Facebook. He's not on Instagram. He's not on TikTok. There's people that I I want to say I know, like personally, but there's people that I know of who I have friends with on Facebook who are literally waiting to hear what he thinks is the next move for them. 
to make. Mm -hmm. And to me, that's a scary ass position to be in when Democrats are thinking that this is some type of joke or this is some type of game where I'm starting to think about it like chestnut checkers. They know exactly what the hell they're doing. They're going to do this to keep us from moving forward with all these promises and whatnot. Because truth be told, in the four years that Biden's in office, if they don't get Trump away from being able to run again in 2024, he would possibly be able to pick up where he left off faster than any of the shit they're, they, they promised us before they could implement it and we actually see benefits from it. You know what I'm saying? Like they say it takes eight years for it to change. It's like Obama, right? If Biden promises shit and they don't get it done in four years and then Trump runs again and he gets in, there's your martial law, there's your civil war or your World War Three or whatever, because nobody's going to want to hear nothing from nobody no more. Everybody, like literally white, Asians, Mexicans, everybody's going to be like, man, fuck the cops. And they're going to be willing to shoot anybody in the face for their I, own. I don't know. Me, me personally, I think that Trump has lost a lot of headway by not giving no pardons out to those people that rest the Capitol building. If he would have gave some pardons out to, to those did, people. Did he have power? But he didn't have yeah, power. He still, yes, he did. He gave out a hundred pardons, some unheard oh, of man. shit on his way out. And given, he gave a pardon to Little Wayne and Kodak Black. Shut up. Yes, that Kodak was, Black is out of jail because of, of Donald Trump. Little Wayne got was, caught with a goat. Little Wayne got caught on a private jet with a gold-plated pistol with his name engraved in it like he's a mob boss. And Trump got him, uh, got his sentence removed. He, he pardoned him. That's for us black people, though, right? Those are, just also, those are two of the people that we all said was cooning when he was running back or when he was running in 2020. They jumped up to take their picture and say, go Trump. But it paid out. So, I mean, how can you be mad? You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> it's two less that black the, people in jail. That was the last thing that he did as he was uh, exiting out. That shit was hilarious, man. Like, that nigga's a, he's a fool, man. Like, he got but some big a, balls, man. But I he can't acts lie. Like a, he acts like a mob boss, though. He I can't lie, man. Stuff. When he was, he, I was watching one of them rallies, man. He was talking about he wanted to catch Joe Biden fade. That shit happened, <laughs> man. He said something about Joe Biden, like, man, I, I don't even know if it'll be much of a fight. I just know if I if I touched him, he's down. That shit had me crying. <laughs> like, this nigga is a clown. Like it's he it, oh, it's about to be the presidential debate. And you talking about catching this nigga fade? Like that shit's stupid, man. Like, hey, Trump, hey, look. No, no, nowhere like that. No, look, here's a question, right? So you know how you think about LeBron James, right? I have a reason behind using him. LeBron James by far best basketball player in the NBA right now, right? Nobody can touch him, blah, 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 blah. Everybody talks about giving his respect, but you notice other than this last championship when he said, you know, I want my coach to get his respect, my team to get his respect, and I want my – he literally went like this, and I want my damn respect too, and almost like put his head down. Like, not to be too boastful, right? Not to be out there like, yeah, I know I'm the best in the world, right? Nobody does that. Like, if LeBron did that, would we still think he's the best? Or would he call, or we call him, you know, cocky as hell? Or who's he think he is? You know what I mean? Like, like Donald Trump in his mind is like, in some in some cases, he feels like he's like, the most awesome white male in America. And for, for, for whatever reason, there's hundreds of thousands of people who believe that. So it's like, if you were told that you're the shit, how long before, you know, you hear all of that shit talk before you start acting on it. And it's ironic because we can't like, you know what I'm saying? Like we can boast each other up behind the scenes, but we know that we have a certain image that we have to uphold. Otherwise we're not going to go very far, but not just the privileged part, but he's on some like, oh, so you think I'm the shit? Let me show you why I am. And I'm, 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 I don't, I don't dislike it. I just think it's funny as hell. Like I would love for LeBron to do that. I would have loved for Kobe to do that. Jordan kind of did it, but I mean, like I would love for there to be like some black dude come out of nowhere and be like, I'm the best to ever do it, and and, and tell me something different. I mean, uh, um, 
Kimball Slice was kind of like that. Ty, uh, not Tyson Fury, but uh, Wilder was Ron like that. De- the best fo- best football player to ever play ever, Deion Sanders. Like, yeah, like that stuff Ollie. was shun- you know. Hey, wait, no, you know, I'm glad you said that. Think about it. Deion Sanders was a uh, offensive and defensive threat, and he did kickoff, and he did punt return, and he won on multiple teams. And yet his name is never brought up as the best player, the the, the goat of, of football. Yet Tom Brady is only good at throwing passes, not even good at scrambling. And they're saying he's the best because he got the most rings. I know, I know. That's what I'm saying. But how crazy is it? Like, like we're going to start talking shit about you like that, Caleb. I'm just saying, like, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> after, after, after Oprah Winfrey it's the Pacific Broadcasting Company. Tell me something different. You know what I mean? And just to see if we get some crazy type of feedback, because that that's that's white privilege at its best. I'm the best. Tell me something different. I, I think that the best nowadays is so is so stupid that if you really want to get on, you got to be involved in like some type of scandal or some type of negative bullshit. You know what I'm saying? Like. You know what I'm saying? You go get caught cheating at with a bitch at the movies and get filmed, and you'll go viral. Everybody yeah. listens to your content. You know what I'm saying? It's stupid. Like the girl that just gorilla glued her head together. She got you know hundred thousand million followers now. They they giving her uh, GoFundmes and shit like that. Like it's ridiculous. Well, think about the, that lawyer dude that. Didn't know how to turn off the cat filter. <laughs> I didn't see that one. I seen that today. I was watching the news and there's a lawyer that um, they did a virtual thing where the judge was supposed to make his his ruling and he pushed some button and it put the cat, cat filter up. <laughs> so He's talking to the judge. <laughs> He's talking to the judge like Hey judge, it's really me. No, this is this is me. I just don't know how to turn off this cat filter. So when he's talking to the judge, just imagine me being a cat, and he's like, "No, judge, it's really me. I, I ain't playing no games. I'm having my assistant come in right now. I need to figure out how to turn off this cat filter. Uh, filter. I don't know how to turn it off." And I guess the judge was the one that released the video, and it went viral. Of course, the judge wanted to release the video. It's hey, ridiculous. But, but you know why, though, too, though? Because uh, World Star Hip Hop is the only thing competing with YouTube right now. So everybody knows you go on World Star, you find Black Injustice, or Social Injustice, new videos that they don't post anymore, and all the crazy shit that you know you shouldn't do. Like right after old girl did the Gorilla Glue in her hair, you know some other girl tried to wax herself with Gorilla Glue tape. Yeah, yeah, that was on that was on Instagram today too, and and they showed the grant they showed the mom on some OG like oh oh child that oh you turning purple I could tell that's gonna hurt. Uh, let me try to pour some water on it. I, ooh, I don't know what you gonna do, but I mean if you think about it, it's like kids who take pictures with their birthday money, knowing good and well they're gonna spend it all in one place. It's only a hundred dollars in ones. I want you to find me. Uh, 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 special because I don't think I am. You know what I mean? And it's like we're gonna keep paying people out like this. You know what I mean? Like, why are we gonna literally put money in a GoFundMe for a person that put Gorilla Glue in their hair? You know what I'm saying? Like Gorilla Glue. Mm-hmm. That's crazy like, though. Like, it, it, the, the, the people, people just spend money whatever way they want. It's retarded. But we gotta get up out of here, man. Let's get some shout outs before we get up out of here. Uh I'll go first. Uh shout out to Kalem. Shout out to Y'all Educated. Shout out to Brand Encouragement, Politics and Broadcasting. Uh shout out to my boy Damien and Zombie Takes Podcast. Um shout out to the A V since you guys are forgetting how important you are. Wake up, do something better for yourself. Shout out to the Politics Podcast, Broadcast, Every Cast. Uh, shout out to Focus on the Future, my boy, Mayor Armstrong. Shout out to Running Wild, Brand of Encouragement. Uh, you know, my boy shouting it out. So, you know, shout out to the AV. You know what I'm saying? Um, man, shout out to your to your wife. 
happy birthday to your wife tomorrow. You know, shout out to my wife, which birthday will be on Saturday. So early, early birthday shout out. And shout out to everybody that's getting it. Because I'm just going to say, I don't know what you're going to do. <laughs> thought I was gonna do it hard. Nah, I gotta nah. take your stuff. Bro. Nah, I, I, I got a different one for y'all. I got a different one for y'all today. Give it to me. I got a different one for y'all today. So, oh, oh. so, so, so it, 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 it's four type of people in this world, man. It, it's ones that never learn. There's ones that learn but never apply. There's ones that practice but never preach. And then there's us, because we get into it, man. Politicking the podcast. We got oh. it. Oh.